Welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000, and also we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. So glad you're with us here on this Wednesday morning as we talk to you about the breaking news. Tom Brady announces his retirement. He just hit record and... Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured i just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Seven-time Super Bowl champion, Cap. We'll never see anything like that again. We always talk about, hey, there's records that needs to be broken. Will we ever see this? Well, here's one thing for sure. Because it's 2023 and we're moving forward here, the nutrition and the way uh, these athletes are taking care of their bodies, okay, they're going to play more than just to their 30s. They can play into their 40s. But I think that the thing that resonates with me the most about Tom Brady and his greatness and the best I've ever seen in the position is that he played so long and he's able to leave New England. And he was 43 when he took over Tampa and he was able to win a Super Bowl away from Bill Belichick. We've always seen Brady and Belichick as the one-two punch for the Patriots, and then Brady separates himself, goes to Tampa, and wins a championship at that in that franchise. Could have walked away, but he kept playing. And at age 45, he's like, you know what? There's no other match for me. I'm done. He's finished. But I think he's the best we've ever seen at that position. I don't think it's close. He won seven rings. His numbers are eye-popping. You could say what you want about his last year. He's still third in the league in yards. He had a passer rating of 90. I mean, at age 45? Yeah, amazing the year that this guy had at 45, let alone a Hall of Fame career and the greatest to ever, ever do it at that position. So you know the, the conversation, we'll have it here, but I'm sure they're having that in Boston and other places, about you know who's better Belichick or Brady, no, who was able to lead those championships. Now, of course, you have to have organizational structure. We knew who Belichick was before he came to the Patriots, just another head coach, because his teams weren't very good. He was young. He loved the league, clearly loved football, but he really could not get things going the way he wanted to until he met Tom Brady, until there was a system in place. So Brady or Belichick, Brady was able to win one more championship than Belichick. I don't think Belichick's going to win another championship. I think Bill is what we see now, where he doesn't have Brady, he doesn't have some of the players he's used to, and I think that Brady won more with less than any quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, think about it. Who is the game-breaking wide receivers, difference-making players on the offensive line? I mean, the weapons he had to throw to to get those championships are amazing. But when you think about Belichick and Brady, if it came down to those two, who had the better career? Why, would, why did he win those championships? Was it because of Belichick or Brady? Well, they were just an amazing combination. Wait, He's we, the most prepared coach. 
and his record says he's the best coach of all time, mm-hmm. and Tom's the greatest quarterback. They were a dynamic com- uh, combination. Dynamic. It's the old Michael Phil question. Right. Of, of how did you get there? Was it Phil because he had Zen, and he had his books, and his philosophy, and kept the team together? Or was it Michael? Or was it Kobe and Shaq, or was it Phil? It, those questions always come up. Is it the coach and the leadership and the organization structure, or is it the players? Always. Look, you got to have a great organization. Jerry mm-hmm. Krause said it, but he was so disliked, no one wanted to hear it. But you got to have great players. I've always said, do you never see the jockey carry the horse across the finish line? Got to have great players, or you're not a good coach. Mm-hmm. Well, his record's horrible. He's got a bad team. He got the greatest quarterback. He had something to do with developing said quarterback. But he had the greatest player in the history of the sport at his position. Pretty good place to start. Yeah. Well, I just know that you know players definitely are the reasons why organizations are able to get better. Because you, write, you pick the right players, you put them in a position, and they excel. At least you hope they excel. And Brady did it the best that I've ever seen at that quarterback position. Belichick was the coach, but again, you think about it. What was Bill Belichick before he was able to latch on to Brady? What was he? He might have still been prepared, but he didn't have a lot of players to get him to where he needed to be. Sub-500. So then now afterwards, Belichick's still prepared, still the best coach in the NFL that we've seen because of the championships. Now what? Isn't it the players? Isn't it Brady? I give Brady that edge. I give Brady and that offense that edge. And again, We've never seen this. Usually you're looking like, ah, Aikman, look at Fouts, look at, you know, all the great quarterbacks that we've seen. Look at Montana, look at Elway, look at all the weapons they had. When you look back, look at what Brady had to deal with, those wide receivers. Less than. Less than. For every Randy Moss, he had somebody that was just not a very good player. I mean, I always bring up in 2016 when they had to come back against the Falcons, down 28 to 3. Yeah. You know who he was throwing to? Julian Edelman. Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Martellus Bennett. Yes, he made those guys, Cap, and they made him. Lesser names, not big Hall of Fame names, but they made Brady just like he made them. Like, okay, if I got to deal with you guys, then you better, you better play at a standard, the right standard. And look what happened. They had success. Pretty, so, stru- pretty interesting. So your Mount Rushmore has who? Well, let's take a look at it here because Brady's on that list. Got to get a fresh sheet for that. Yeah. Hold on. Nice fresh sheet. I'm going to get a fresh Sharpie out. All right. I'm ready now. So Brady is on that list. Mm-hmm. Michael's on that list. Because mm-hmm. to make a Mount Rushmore, you got to make four, right? Mm-hmm. Some try to make the Mount Rushmore five. <laughs> and it's only four, four heads on a, a Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... Now we got to fill in the other two spots. So this is our pretty much our lifetime. Mm-hmm. We got basketball covered. We got football covered. Baseball. That's a tough one. I'll give it? you some names: LeBron, Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. There are people that think he's the greatest of any sport. Mm-hmm. His record speaks for itself. But because we Americans, oh soccer, oh stop. LeBron, Lionel Messi, Wayne Gretzky, Tiger Woods. Tiger? Yeah. I think Tiger would be on my list. And then I have a fourth. Got to ask somebody for baseball. 
Since, right? since 1960 for you, since 72. I mean, that's, that's a long list. A long list? Go ahead. Put in Barry Bonds. You know you want to. No chance. <laughs> My guy, Woody. <laughs> dirty crook. <laughs> you know you want to put Barry in there. The home run king, you know. Or how about the hit king, Pete Rose? No. Speaking of another dirty crook. Why don't you put How about Rose? Yeah. Pass. If you went back to high school, you'd be Pete Rose now because you'd be getting ringing doubles. Line drive base hat. Right down the left field line. Kaplan rounds first on his way to second with another double. Be Brett Butler. <laughs> That's, except that didn't run well. Um, man. There's a fourth slot there. For golf, have you, have you locked in Tiger Woods like me? Nope. Nicholas, huh? No. I don't have a golfer yet. I only have two. Brady and Michael Jordan. You could make the argument in Tiger's prime, he was the most dominant athlete that's ever lived. All he, In his prime, all he did was win. No, he wasn't more dominant than Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky's the most dominant, or Wilt Chamberlain. He they averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds a game. They changed the rules because of him. Wilt was dominant vertically and laterally. Yes, Cor- horizontally. Horizontally. Correct. Oh, stop it. At least according to him, right? Right. So we got to fill in that slot. But Brady's definitely on it for me. I've never seen anything like it. I, as I was telling you, Cap, I'm never going to have someone re- redefine history to me. History is what it is. We get this in this country all the time. It's like, whatever you read, you know, that's not really true. Well, wait a minute. We learned all this. I mean, like, I'm w- looking at the stats right in front of me on my computer. No one's going to tell me that Brady wasn't great. Sorry. All those championships? And his numbers are eye-popping. Ah, but there will be some contrarian cap that will tell you what we saw was based on the weather or based on the, the, uh, the type of weapons that Brady had. No one's going to redefine sports. If we saw it and we saw greatness, it is what it is. But some will do that. They do this with Michael Jordan all the time. We, you and I, going to the Chicago Stadium, going to the United Center to see Michael, seeing how he's able to rise from the ashes to help the Bulls win those championships. And every day, someone's trying to redefine, you know, LeBron is way greater, and here's why. Well, hang on a second. They both can't be great? Correct. You, you push Jordan down? because The six championships don't mean as much when you didn't grow up in the era. Right? Yeah. I, I'm trying to rack my brain here. Oh, we who, got time. Who gets the other two spots? Brady and Michael from Airlocks. Mm-hmm. Got to have someone in baseball. You can't be a staunch baseball fan and not have someone baseball. I don't think there's a baseball player that gets on that list. The problem is it's Bonds. It's not Bonds. So he can't do it because it's Bonds. <laughs> but that's the problem, right? Bonds is so clear the greatest player ever, but he cheated. So for you, you can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. Come on, he's, Cap. He's, Cap. He's not in my top billion. Cap, what do we have in common? We both grew up loving and playing baseball. Correct. Watching baseball. Correct. You can't have a list and not have a baseball guy on there. There's not a baseball guy that fits here for me. Can't do it. We didn't see great players. We saw plenty of them. Top four of all time in my lifetime. Oh, because it wasn't Ruth? No, he doesn't belong on there either. Oh, there's, well, someone's got to be the all-time great for baseball. There's all-time greats in the sport. Yeah. They don't make the list of the four greatest athletes for a Mount Rushmore. They do not. Mm. Brady, Jordan, and then... Nolan Ryan. No. I've got <laughs> LeBron, Lionel Messi, Pele, 
Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky. Tiger Woods. I'll go ride with you on Gretzky because obviously that's the greatest I've seen. Even though I was a Hawks fan loving Savard, Savard is on the, in the team photo for me, but Gretzky is the greatest we've ever seen. That's why he's the great one. Correct. We got to cap. We can't do this list without baseball. You mean to tell me between 1960 and now, that's not a great that you could just put in there? No. There's so we, not. So we didn't see great. We saw great ball, baseball players. Great baseball players. Yeah. Not four greatest athletes of my lifetime. We're talking over 60 years here. We didn't have a great baseball player that transcends the sport that we could put in there? Ahead of LeBron, Messi, Pele, Gretzky, and Tiger? No. Not in my world. Some of those old Yankees? No. Not Reggie Jackson? No. Absolutely not. Reggie was great, man. He had his own candy bar. Cap. He did. It wasn't a good bar, but it was... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you it was out the, there. <laughs> you told the truth there about the Reggie bar. That thing you, was bad. Cap, why would you say that about Reggie's candy bar? It, it was bad. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. I think, I think, Cap, if we're saying that there's no one in baseball over 60 years that transcends the sport, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to swallow. Think about it. There... There isn't. There is not. Now, if you want to talk about great teams, what yeah. people did to impact our society, Jackie Robinson, but he doesn't. Great player, Hall of Famer. Yeah, he doesn't get in the top four. No, we're talking about athletes. We're not talking about societal contributions. He doesn't get there. Muhammad Ali, does he get there? I think Ali should be on that list. Yeah. It's the greatest I saw. But but then again, I'm I'm younger than you. I saw Ali toward the end. You saw him in his prime. I did. I saw my first heavyweight champion that I remember watching on a regular basis was uh was uh Larry Holmes. He was great. Yeah. From Easton, Pennsylvania. With all the jabs. He was awesome. The last the, that so this is seventy nine eighty. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I saw Ali with a mustache being jacked up in the corner by Holmes and Holmes bringing the referee over, go, You gotta come get this guy. And he just kept punching him. He goes, No, you kept calling the referee over, like, you gotta get you gotta stop this, because I'm gonna kill this guy. Right. And so that's why I remember I was like, wow, this guy with the jab just killing Ali with the mustache it was older. Over. It was it, over. It was done. It's like, I think that's eighty when that happened. Yeah, I, Brady, Michael, and then I've got LeBron, Messi, Gretzky, Tiger, Pele, Muhammad Ali, Secretary. All right, you keep that horse out of there, Cap. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. So Tom Brady retired this morning. He says it's time, this time is for good. We will, will we ever see a career like this again? Who's it going to be? And is he's on the Mount Rushmore. There are three others that's even close to Brady and his accomplishments. Cap and I will take your phone calls next on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app with you until 10 o'clock. And it's Mike Greenberg from 10 to noon. Carmen and Yurko, they'll be on from 12 to 2. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 2. Waddle and Sylvie, 2 to 6. Black and Abdallah, 6 to 8. And Freddie and Fitzsimmons from 8 to midnight right here on ESPN 1000. We're talking about Tom Brady. He announced his retirement from the NFL. We're just asking you, okay, so will we ever see a career like this again? 
Cap, it's it's seven championships. We marvel about what Michael Jordan and the Bear and the Bulls were able to do. But with Tom Brady, I don't even though there's more longevity, I think, for especially good quarterbacks, like you know, Mahomes could do this for another decade, maybe. I don't know how many championships along the way. But when it comes to Tom Brady, because he did it for such a long time, that's what's eye popping. Sure, the championships, but you you still upright. I we did not see such a major decline for a forty five year old that we thought we would. Not a major decline. Steep decline. I don't understand people that reveled in watching him not win this year or not play at the standard that his career determined. I don't get that. He still threw for 4,600 yards. We've never had a 4,000-yard quarterback in the history of our franchise. And this guy in his worst year at 45 years of age... Had a passer rating of 90. Had over 4,600 yards passing. Or what is it, 45, 95? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still a great football player. He's just not at the level he was in his career. That's it. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? 18th in passer rating, by the way. Okay. I just, look, I, I enjoyed watching both. Tom and Aaron Rodgers look mortal this year. I did. I, Tom had every opportunity to walk off into the sunset. He won that Super Bowl, write his own storybook ending. He chose not to. I found a little enjoyment in seeing him look mortal. It was it was fun for me, and it was also and I don't fun. Understand that? Well, it was also fun because we got to see the new generation of quarterbacks, the next Tom Brady's. And again, they, it's like that commercial he does with um, Morgan Freeman. You're not the next Tom Brady. You're the next you. This year gave us a chance finally to see who that next generation is, and they all stepped up. Whether it was Mahomes, whether it was Burrow, whether it was Allen, whether it was uh, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Maybe next year it's Justin Fields. I enjoyed seeing that. So I had fun seeing Rodgers and Brady both just kind of go down to the mortal realm. Let's not forget Aaron Rodgers won consecutive MVPs as of a year ago. A year ago we were giving him his second straight MVP. They had a bad season. I can't look at sports that way. I can't. I can't look at sports and say I can't wait for these guys to suck. I can't do it, Cap. Because, especially if you play at a high level. I know the blood, sweat, and tears. And actually, there's even more that goes into trying to be a high, you know, be a one percenter in sports. A one percenter. The, the best of the best. I can't see. I can't, I can't look at athletics that way. I love the idea that players are playing at a high level. Again, Brady could have retired several times, but he decided not to. And now I'll appreciate what he's done. I'm, I'm not sweeping him like... Yeah, old man, get out. I can't do that. Me either. He's can't do the, it. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport. And here's why. You have to set a standard in sports. Who's going to be the best? You set the standard. Brady set the standard. Now who's going to be able to win more than seven? Who will be able to have a Hall of Fame career like that again? That's, that's what I look at. I appreciate history. I can't wait for what's next. I, I look forward to that. That's why we are in the sports. The reason why I can speak for myself and I believe you agree. We come here every morning because we can't wait to find out what's next. Correct. What's the next hot athlete? What's the next big story? Because if, if that's the case, we'd be just doing old uh, shows about 1980s athletes all the time. Our prime or 1990s athletes. We're here because we can't wait to see what's next. And at the same time, appreciate what's in front of us. And that's Brady's retirement. Yeah, so. and that's what we love about this show. We show up here super early. 
We have our meeting, and then we decide, oh, let's do that. Let's have some. Oh, wait a second. We have breaking news. Yeah. Tom Brady's retiring. Yeah. Boom. It's always something. Always. We're going to be here one morning when they announce that the Bears have traded the number one pick or they've done this. There's always, in this city, it's the greatest. St. John, Indiana. Let's go to Henry on ESPN 1000 on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Hey, Henry. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Let me take her. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're great. How are you? So, living the dream. What can I say? So, here's, here's my question. So, what if it comes, I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. So, what if it comes out in 5, 10, whatever years that Brady was cheating? He's on, he's on steroids. So he's able to accomplish all this stuff by cheating. Does that take him off of your Mount Rushmore? Or like, like Hoodie says, hey, the eye test in history, it, it is what it was. Well, that, but that's a silly di- discussion. They're not well, going to find out in five or ten years. It's not so going to happen. So here's, so here's my thing. So, but let's let's just say that it does. Does that if that takes them off of your rush board? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have that discussion. That I think that's that, that's just that put. But then does that put Bonds on your rush? Board? No, Bonds will never be on my Mount Rushmore. He wouldn't be on my Mount Rushmore of 500. He's a crook. I would never put him on that list. Period. Now, the reason why he asked that question is because of how you feel about Bonds. Correct. And Sosa. If you told me that Tom Brady, had, that had happened during his career, that's a different argument. Five, ten years, that's, just, that's silly. I'm not going to disrespect the greatest athlete in team sports history, potentially. And to have some hypothetical, that's stupid. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number in Mayfair. Here is Matt on ESPN 1000 with Cap and J. Hood. All right, Matt. Okay, if you're looking for people who uh, had... Like, if you're working, doing uh, a contest to see who is coming in second or who is the most dominant person, I've got some Olympic athletes for you. The first one would be uh, Michael Phelps. Second would be Edward Moses, because for, like, 10 years, nobody could beat him in hurdling. Um, he, he, like, dominated. Um, third would be Usain Bolt. For, like, three Olympics, you couldn't do anything against him. Um, and the other one, which is not Olympic, but I was going to mention is Lewis Hamilton, even if you don't believe in racing as a sport. Um, but if you do, if, well, hold hold on a second, Matt, Nick and Morgan Park, go ahead, Nick, tell, talk to Matt, talk to Matt about Edward Mosins. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just going to nominate Edward Moses. Also, he won gold in the 400 in the 76 Olympics and the 84, the 80 Olympics were boycotted. And for a 10-year stretch from 77 to 87, he won 107 consecutive finals. And at that age in track and field, I think that's pretty remarkable. Matt, you agree about Edwin Moses? Oh, yeah. yeah. Whenever, whenever someone's going against you and you look, look to the side and it's Edwin Moses and you realize you're playing for second, I mean, that's, that's got to that stinks. Exactly, yeah. And at that age, that's pretty remarkable for uh, an Olympic athlete. All right, Nick, yep. Matt, we appreciate the telephone calls. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. There are some people. Well, how many um, were in her prime? Did Ronda Rousey not win like a billion in a row? She was the most dominant in her sport. She's yeah. not making my Mount Rushmore. Just No, she's not. <laughs> not putting Ric Flair on there. Sorry. Ooh, wait a minute now. Hold on. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Woo! Woo! If you got a full sweater. Woo! <laughs> I mean, Mike Tyson in his prime was the most dominant heavyweight I ever saw. 
he would beat the living you-know-what out of you and knock you out in 30, 40, 50 seconds. Yes. What do you get, Michael Spinks? 62 seconds? Yes. For the title? It's unbelievable. Destroyed him. Yes. Destroyed him. Yeah. You cannot have a Mike Tyson party because as soon as you get the chance to sit down, the fight would be over. It didn't make sense to have a Tyson party because those matches would not last long. long. Correct. <laughs> so, 312-332-3776, Ron Rousey, another great uh, kind of warning of knowing when to go out because everybody just remembers her getting killed by Holly Holm. Yes, and found a soft landing in WWE. She went three years without losing. Yeah. Then she got knocked the hell out. Then she, then she put on the tights. And that's it. Yeah. Well, Didn't did. she come in here and put Danny or somebody like into a move? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Pretty, Danny, text me. I'm pretty sure Danny Zetterman told me she came in here and said she was going to put Danny or somebody in a move. And they said she stunk to high heaven. She had been... I don't know if training before the interview or what. Yeah. Danny's like, oh, my God. I'm positive I remember that. I wouldn't say that to her face. She's still dangerous. Yes. Tom Brady retired this morning. Uh, He says, this time for good. We're going to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Tom Brady, if he's the number one quarterback, who's second or who's third on that list as far as the best quarterbacks in the NFL? And also, does he belong on the Mount Rushmore? There it is. If he does. Danny just sent me the picture. It's Ronda Rousey's got Danny in a move, laying on the ground in here. Oh. Yeah. But and she'll, she'll twitch there. She's got his arm, like, bent in an angle, and you can see the agony on Danny's face. Uh, yeah. And I think Danny texts me, did you also tell me it was not a pleasant smell? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. What wasn't a pleasant smell? Her. Where? I don't know. Okay, okay, all right. We'll get more of your phone calls coming up next. Danny, her shower didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Captain J Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines Headline. with Captain J Hood. Tom Brady announces his retirement for good from the NFL. The Bulls lost the Clippers 108 to 103 after leading at halftime. Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos have finalized their deal to make him the new head coach. D'Amico Ryans is returning to the Texans to be their head coach. ILL, INI. They defeat Nebraska 72 56. Also, Northwestern, they lose to Iowa yesterday, as heard right here on ESPN 1000. Jay Moore. Kevin Jay Hood are back. And you know this. Man, Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad that you're with us. We keep you company until 10 o'clock. And then it's Mike Greenberg, followed by Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie, Black and Abdallah, and Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Our friend Stuart upstairs yes, just texted me and said, what about Bill Russell? Oh, stop, Stuart. You're better than that. Great basketball player. A lot of champions. Mount Rushmore of all-time sports. I went upstairs the other day after the show, and he told me that Bill Russell's the number one player in NBA history. Oh, stop. That's just a bad take. You know, You're better than that, Stuart. He has, I love Stuart. He has the right to his opinion on that. He looks at, you know why? He looks at all the rings. The 11 championships, two as a coach, that's 13. He ran out of fingers and thumbs. Bill Russell. Okay, I'll go, it's great. Okay, then Otto Graham's on there. He won seven NFL championships, too. Oh, I'll write him down. 
Otto Pride Graham. and Joy of Northwestern. Otto Graham. Otto Graham. Seven titles. You know Russell was great, though. Russell, he, Russell's awesome probably... Player. Russell might be the most important player in NBA history, but greatest is easily Jordan to me. Yeah, I mean, Russell's in the top five, I guess. But you're not a LeBron guy? I'd have LeBron over Russell. How about LeBron over Michael? Oh, no. No, no. How about that? If you did, you'd be fired. Um... <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Three ones. Stop firing people. What? Are you Michael K? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't fire producers on the air. Alex Mutso on Twitter said, I want to see Cap interview Aaron Rodgers while they're both on an ayahuasca trip in Purdue. That will never happen. Uh, Tim and Edgebrook on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? We're fine. How are you doing? Good. Good. I'll be uh, I'll be 68 on Sunday. Grew up in Springfield, Illinois, and the and the oh. athlete's name that always jumps into my head because I I listened to Harry Carey and Jack Buck in the backyard at night with my dad on the radio. Bob Gibson. Great pitcher had a 1.12 ERA in one season. They actually lowered the mound because of his dominance. He had a large part of that. He's not on the Mount Rushmore. He's not. It's a really good name, though. He was a great player. Tim McCarver comes out to the mound, and Bob Gibson says, what, what the hell are you doing out here? I'm just trying to help you through. He said, the only thing about good pitching you know is you can't hit it. Get the F off my mound. Get the F off my mound. Get back behind home plate. You, you son of a bitch. That's that, what he told him. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> I was so certain Cap was going to dunk that collar through the earth's core for suggesting a cardinal. I yeah. was so sure. <laughs> when I screened that call, I'm like, Todd Gibson, Cap's going to kill you for this. Oh, well, his, his favorite catcher now is a Cardinal. 312-332-3. That, that is under your skin. That's my guy. I know, but I know that makes your skin crawl. Yeah, I hope the guy hits like 450 and that they finish like 62 and 100. Sorry. Yeah, of all places, St. Louis. <laughs> Chip Carey will call all those home runs. Chip Carey will be at Wrigley Field as a Cardinal broadcaster calling all those Contreras home runs. Horrible. Watch. You're Horrible. not going to like that at all. Horrible. I cannot wait in the summertime. When Chip's you start- a good friend. Yeah. Awful. I cannot wait to just stand here and just Swung watch Swung on and driven a deep left. <laughs> you, you are going to hit the roof. Swung on and belted. Isn't that what he said? Swung says? on and belted. Whoa. You got a Danny Brook. It's a gully washer here at Wrigley. What? Uh, it shows you that enthusiasm skips a generation. Harry, then Skip, and then Chip. <laughs> wow. So Chip's kid has to sound like Skip. Correct. It, it really went from, hello again, everybody, Harry Carrot Wrigley Field. Stone's right there, by the way. Harry Carrot Wrigley Field. Right. We got to the bottom of the fourth. And then it's Skip. Welcome here to Turner Field, Atlanta. No one's here. The Atlanta Braves take on the Montreal Expos. Hi, everybody. Skip Carey and Pete Van Wern with you. Well, like, you know. <laughs> And then it's Chip. Swung on and built it. Right. So Chip's kid's got to be low and, you know, <laughs> underwhelming. So good. <laughs> oh, man. Palos and Mike is on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. It's been a, been a while. Uh, still listening. Uh, Mikey. Hey, I, where have, uh, Mike, where have you been? What the hell? Yeah. I uh, yeah I know I've been I listen every morning. You guys are still on the clock. I I started out, and if I jump in a car or, or go to work, you guys are in the in the, well mostly you guys. Anyhow, you used to call uh, all the time. I'll That's call my, more uh, often. Yeah, you're I better than that, Mike. What, what the hell? I, like, I know. We we're wondering if you're still alive. Yeah, I know. I I was worried about that, but you guys, uh, I'll tell you what. 
I was listening, and I'll give you a couple of things to kick around. Uh, I looked it up as you were talking, and, you know, Jack Nicholas uh, could be, is, is, you know, on your list of guys who would be on a, an expanded Mount Rushmore. He had 19 seconds besides the 18 first in majors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, I, you know, I couldn't even find how many seconds he had in regular tournaments. But I mean, I, I I like Tiger a lot, and but Nicholas in his day, because I got you guys by a few years, you know, he was really dominant in the sport. And then uh, uh, one other thing, just so you, give you something to talk about, while you had me on hold, I was looked up the baseball players. Listen to these names uh, for the top vote getters, the top ten vote getters of all time: mm-hmm. Rivera, Jeter, Griffey, Seaver, Nolan Ryan. Kale Ripken, Ty Cobb, Hank Aaron, and Tony Gwynn. So there's some baseball players Man. in case you get that expanded. Yeah, Ty Cobb, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. He gave me some good names, though, he did. man. He 100% he gave me good names. But none of them would crack your top ten, or your top four for the Mount Rushmore. No. Some really right great now, names. I'm Brady and Michael leaning to Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. I don't know who gets the fourth spot. Maybe Lionel Messi. If we're going worldwide, if we're only going in the United States, then I would knock him out. Prop, boy. Tiger, Ali, LeBron. I mean... There's some amazing... But if it's your Mount Rushmore, I think you should put Secretariat on it. Yeah. Why not? He's not one of the four best. He was not undefeated. Well, but he did something that was great. He was amazing. Yeah. How about how about he's this? my favorite? That's a different story. How about the suggestion from Mike from Palos that gives us a closer? Gives us gave us uh, Mariano Rivera. Rivera. He was great, amazing. He's not one of the four greatest athletes of the last sixty three years of of my life. Man, not happening. Brady Michael. Gretzky. But what does that say? Bobby Ali. But when you take a deep dive, what does that say for the sport that we love that you can't find someone over the last 60 years in baseball that would be on the Mount Rushmore? What does that say? Uh, I don't think it says much because I've got a ton of great players. Mike Trout, an amazing player. Seaver, amazing. He had the highest percentage to get in the Hall of Fame until some who just went in Unanimously. Was it Jeter? Yes, he did. Greg Maddox. Yep. I mean, amazing what he accomplished. Scott Rowland. No shot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fred McGriff. They're trying, they're gonna get Brian Bur- Terrio. They're going to get Burley in. You watch. No, they're not. Cap. He got 10% of the vote. He's got. Cap. He, you have a better chance of getting in, is yeah. the voice of UIC. Serious. <laughs> He's not getting in. Burley is not a Hall of Famer. Not happening. I, I, I think Tyler Rocky's done an inning of Major League play-by-play. He might have a better shot. <laughs> Correct. Just the way this thing is going, man. They're just picking and choosing. They're just picking and choosing. You know what? That, that was a good guy. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Right. Did you do drugs? No. Get in. The door's open. I took that day off. I took that day off. That my first day of the year I took off after the Hall of Fame. was Because I thought you and Jesse would do a better job with that. Because I didn't want to talk about it. I told you. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just took off. Like, you know what? You and Jesse chop it up about Scott Rowland. I don't want to talk about it. It's just so ridiculous. 
312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. He's eating a beef sandwich standing out there, <laughs> dripping all over. Freaking two degrees. I mean, really? I tried to ignore it. But there he is. He's just holding up his beef sandwich, this guy, outside of our old National Bank Took studios. the biggest bite I've ever seen. Morning! Get out of here, pal. It's 9.46. What are you doing? You know he got Never it. Never too early for a beef. I understand, but he got it from 7-Eleven, more than likely. Probably. Like, look, look what's open around here. It's got to be that. I think it's a potbelly beef. Is it open? I think they so. open over there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We will have our Cap'n J Hood cut of the day. We're talking about Tom Brady with you. If you're on hold, you will be on the air on Cap'n J Hood. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and J Hood are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. And then all the off-season drama started. But on the field, he left as good as ever. He dropped here and Brady fires in the middle. That's Evans to the 34-yard line. First down to Mike Evans. Josh Wells to take his shots. Wells will back up his in. Brady deep shot downfield for Julio. Jones at the 30. Pulls it in. Third and nine. They drop into a deep zone here, though. Coming near side, it's caught by Scotty Miller, who found the seam. So they do go to a zone. Brady picks it apart for a big gain of 23. Brady. Lost one. Wide open is Evans. Now it's a one-on-one race. Down to the 30, and he's shoved out of bounds there. But a big one on third down as Mike Evans got open. See again. Both backers on the edge, showing Berlitz. It's blocked. Brady looking, firing, going deep for the end zone. It's caught for the touchdown. Rashad Perriman. Tom Brady has retired from the NFL again, but I think this is for good. This is not Sugar Ray Leonard or some of these guys that retired and came back and retired and came back. This is for good. Brady done with the National Football League. Yep, he's done. He said it this morning. You could hear the emotion, and this time I truly believe him. I didn't believe him last year. This time, I absolutely believe he is finished. He goes down as the greatest quarterback in NFL history. He's not the greatest winner in American sports history. That would be Red Auerbach, Bill Russell, Scotty Bowman. Like, all of them won more. But I think he probably goes down as the greatest team sport winner. Most dominant team sport athlete. We can have that debate. Gretzky, Wilt Chamberlain. Like, there's a bunch. There's no question about that. Uh, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. So back to the phone lines. Ah, business is booming with Taylor and Hyde Park on ESPN 1000. All right, Taylor. Yo, what's going on, guys? What's this up, is Taylor? an awesome conversation. I got a few comments. I'll be quick. I know you got that'll run soon. Uh, the first is about Brady. The second is about the Mount Rushmore. Um, I can't believe Tom Brady ruined his family for that season. <laughs> like he literally <laughs> lost his kids, lost his gorgeous wife for that horrendous season. Bro, you got to keep playing football, man. Like, you got to keep on going. You can't just retire for that. That's crazy. You know, it's a longer conversation, Taylor, about lifestyle and marriage. But you have to be able to be with someone to say, hey, you know, my passion is football. My Mm -hmm. passion and my love is for you and for our family. Mm -hmm. But I want to continue to play as long as I can because I love it. But she has to understand that. 
Like, but, like when I was I, dating before I, I date before I married Michelle. Michelle had to understand like this business is my passion. My love is for family, obviously. But the idea that um, she would leave me because I'm working an extra shift. If she didn't get that before we got married, that's a problem, right? And I don't know if Giselle got that. Well, look, she had to put her it. career on hold. She's a half a half a billion dollar industry in her own right. Yeah, that's a B. There, obviously, if you are willing to end a marriage, have your kids have to live between two houses. There's deeper issues than him playing one more year of football. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. More than just the, the no surface question. football stuff. Yeah. It goes deeper than that. All right. Uh, Got to get to the cap and jade cut of the day. Thank you, Taylor. And it's brought to you by? It is cap and brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Mm. They have great lunches. Ah, they have yes. great dinners. Amazing for a social outing or a business meal. It's mm. awesome. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Look up Joe Namath's numbers. Look how disappointed you'd be. They weren't amazing. <laughs> Just a different game back Oh, my then. God, this is ugly. 173 touchdowns, 220 interceptions. Do you know, Hoodie... Get out if he's my quarterback. Get out, get out. And I'm doing radio in New York. Namath, get out. Could yeah, you, not going to happen. Yeah, could he's you, beloved there. A young Shay Norling. Of course, you're broadcasting with a nice Dobbs hat that's saying, All right, everybody, welcome here to New York. We're talking about the Jets. What are the numbers here from this young Joe Namath? This guy sucks. Get him out of here. And they would have <laughs> run Shay out of town, <laughs> not Joe Namath. <laughs> This Joe Namath, he belongs on Broadway, damn it. Get off the field. <laughs> Could you imagine Shay Norlick getting Namath out of town? Yeah, they would have called Shay in and gone, oh, uh, yeah, pack your stuff. He's <laughs> beloved in this town. You're out. Listen, you stick him on a field today, get out. He's not going to make it a full season. He's benched at, halfway, at the halfway mark. Eight games. More picks than touchdowns? Get out. It's a different time back then. He's in the Hall of Fame for the guarantee. Correct. So he's in there for 16-point underdog, and he, I guarantee you we're going to win the game. And they dominated that game. I watched that with my late dad. I remember A man that was totally comfortable in his masculinity. That man was wearing nylons to keep warm. He said it keeps your legs warm. That's amazing. And a big coat, big winter coat. Big fur coat. Man, he was, he was the man. But his numbers weren't very good, as Jay would tell you, right? Yep. All right, my friend, we thank you for listening, and we thank you for calling and twitching on twitch.tv forward slash Chicago. Thanks so much for supporting the show. Don't forget, if you didn't get a chance to hear all three hours of our show, check out the ESPN Chicago app. Just click Cap J Hood and hear all three hours of our program. How about you and I do this tomorrow? Let's do it. Rock and roll. Looking forward to it. From 7 to 10 here on ESPN 1000. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. For our entire crew, for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Thanks for listening to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. And so long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.